ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. We've all been to the party or tailgate with that person. You know, the one who makes everything about politics. Or there's that relative, the one you blocked on Facebook because you'd prefer to opt out of toxic conversations. I'm Sarah Stewart-Holland. And I'm Beth Silvers. We host Pantsuit Politics, where we take a different approach to the news. On Pantsuit Politics, we opt out of the shouting and scorekeeping while still recognizing that elections matter. We're here to look at the headlines as citizens. We pay attention to politics, but also keep it in perspective. Pantsuit Politics was named one of Apple's best podcasts of 2021 and GMA3's Podcast of the Month. Take a different approach to the news with us in 2023. Pantsu Politics releases new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Listen on the ACAST app and wherever you get your podcast. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, November 19th, 2021, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? And sitting in for Jamie Ivey, once again, from East Texas, our associate editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. I, I still can't believe no, that homie. you and the entire staff had no idea why I called you downtown Emily Brown in reference to downtown Julie Brown, the MTV VJ from the nineties. I think that 90s. was before my time, so that was of my. Of course, defense. it was, but <laughs> but it's a cultural. It's a cultural. Yo, she called you old on your own podcast, bro. Emily, just just as a thought experiment, just as a thought experiment, I wouldn't have said it like that, but yeah, Emily, just as a thought experiment, what is your earliest pop culture memory? Or how about this? Let me throw out some pop culture stuff, and you tell me where it aligns Barney with your the life. dinosaur. Okay, okay. Or, or yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that was just before your time. I'm gonna. How about this? Carson? No, Barney was during my time. Okay, what? Barney was yeah. during my time. It definitely couldn't have been during your time. Right. Has it been going on Barney, that long? Barney was on repeats for 20 years, man. That uh, that's uh, Barney, like, multiple generations. That's true. That's Selena true. Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato were on Barney. What? So what? Like, and they're like my age. Yeah. All right, Emily, oh, okay. how about this? Right. How about this? Uh, Carson okay. Daly hosting TRL. Is that I have vague memories of that. I also was not monitored as a child. So I did watch a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have in the third grade. So third grade. Okay. That's third what grade. I was trying Okay. To. So you were born in 95. So third grade was 2003. 2003. And that would have been toward the end of TRL. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. How about how about uh, um, the movie the the blockbuster release of the the film The Matrix? Where were where were you at your life when The Matrix hit? When did that come out? What year was that? Mm, well, I'm just saying. I think it's yeah. ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's ninety nine. So, and I probably shouldn't admit this. I've actually haven't seen it yet. It's, it's on fine. my list. It's fine. You're fine. No, it's not fine. Wait. No, Matrix actually, is premium American film. Like, yeah, right. I mean, it's up there with Shawshank Redemption. 
I got to fast forward here. I got to fast forward here okay. because Carson yeah. Daly and the Matrix were a little too early. So, so um, a little bit. I'll say the first CD I remember buying okay. was Hillary Duff's Metamorphosis album. Okay, so that was like 2002. Okay, I think. Okay, okay. I didn't even Derek, know she what had was the first, album. Do you, Derek, she you, had some great albums. Do you know the first CD that you purchased that you actually the Eminem show? Really? Yeah, that was the first. The first, first legit purchase with my own money yeah. was the Eminem show. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. What about you, Jesse? Do you remember? You know, it was probably there was a phase before the, my parents just gave up this quest to to turn me into someone who uh, was was solely into like kind of the Christian bookstore options, uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I didn't mind some of it, but I, I had a more diverse musical option. But I think it was like an old MXPX CD at like, uh, you know, Heaven and Earth Christian bookstore in Greenbrier Mall. It was probably something like that. A nice, safe, suburban nice. uh, uh uh, punk rock album for a kid <laughs> that is great my first concert was um nicole c mullen who had that song my redeemer lives yeah that's yeah. my girl my Still mom slaps. took me out of school Still yeah, my mom took me out of school because she was playing at the mall and so i got to skip school for a day and go see her at the mall and that's my first concert experience so there you go it was pretty fun that's the derek, derek where were you at first concert first concert that I've went to live would have to be uh oh it was Kirk Franklin. Oh ooh my first concert yeah yeah, my first concert was Kirk Franklin. So first C D purchase Eminem show (laughs) first concert (laughs) Kirk Franklin. So I will let you know that definitely we bought the Eminem show covertly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> I had, dude, I had a buddy. I had a buddy one time I was over his house and he's like, Hey man, I got some stuff for you. And it was like, it was like a green day CD and like the offspring <laughs> or something. And I was like, why are you just giving me these CDs? He's like, dude, my mom found a bunch of my secular music and threw it out. So I need something to do with this. So here you go. I was the Damn. recipient of, of someone like a household like yours, Derek, that I got gifted secular CDs that mom was bound to throw away or burn either way so i had to break mine you had to break oh so you're they were like you're not taking these anywhere these it was, are a, youth, it was a youth group bonfire moment where oh, we broke man. them and and yeah. put them on the altar every of chain. purity every chain Oof. every chain was hey. broken that night and we in, inhaled a lot of burning cd fumes so i've, I've, told, this story. <laughs> I've told this story multiple times but i got some really cool dvds out of those burn pits like I would, I would kind of walk the edges as it was lighting. Like, ooh, got to snag that, slide this one in the pocket. You know, I've been wanting to see this movie. You know, oh, thanks. well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, you, this is the truth. Vanessa Hudgens joins us, talking about ninety or two thousands pop culture. I mean, this yeah. is right oh, in yeah. wheelhouse, Emily. Oh, I love Vanessa Hudgens. I have for like 15 years. I'm thrilled to be to say that I'm on the same podcast as her. Can, this is like my peak. Can, can I can I ask you a question, Emily? Because for someone of of your generation that is slightly <laughs> uh younger than you know the the three of us, if you had a you know pop culture Mount Rushmore 
And let's just go ahead and assume, uh, because I know you, Harry Styles is up there. I'm going to assume, let's yeah. go ahead and toss Zac Efron up there. Absolutely. Who are the Absolutely. other two places? And it's this, it, does one belong to Vanessa Hudgens for you? But was I right with was I right with Zac Efron joining Harry Styles? <laughs> you got to put oh, Tay Tay up in there. Tay 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 Swift. Taylor Swift will be up there. Yeah. This is the hardest question I think I've ever been asked in my life. Even that harder than your interview at Rolling Media is, Group. All of our life is Biebs. No, I'm not a Bieber man. Sorry. No, Biebs? Um, I like him. She doesn't He's just love not Jesus on my Mount Rushmore. The way we do. Okay. Is it like Ed Sheeran or something? I do like Ed Sheeran, but he is also not on my Mount Rushmore. Um, honestly, and I I can't go into this too much. I love Lindsay Lohan so much. Why can't you go into I it? Can, did, did something happen with you two? No, I just can't go into it because I won't stop talking about oh, how much oh, I love got her. It, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, I cannot wait for her redemption doc. Like Britney Spears got a redemption doc this year, which thrilled for Britney. But I can't wait for the Lindsay Lohan redemption doc because I will never stop talking about it. So Lindsay There's Lohan's going to be my, up there. My daughter dressed up as one of the Lindsay Lohan's characters from Parent Trap this year for Halloween. And I've now seen that movie about, mm. you know, a hundred times. I don't know when the last time you guys saw Parent Trap is. That is one jacked up movie plot. You're telling yes. me yeah. that yes. like I because I never even watched it as a kid. It's just not something I was ever interested in. For those of you who haven't seen it, Lindsay Lohan, who is on Emily's Mount Rushmore of pop culture <laughs> figures, plays her plays two plays a set of twin sisters who meet for the first time, unknowing, not even knowing of each other existed at summer camp because their parents yeah. uh, were, had such a volatile marriage that right. after they they were born, they decided, you know, you take one kid, I take the other, and let's never think of this legal? again. That's my thing. That, how could it be? Maybe that's why one of them escaped England. But then you fast forward later in the movie, and they, you know, the, the twins arrange a date for them, and you're like, okay, now we're going to find out what happened. What what could have possibly happened to these two people that they would decide to separate two paternal twins and, and strip the knowledge of yeah. their existence and never decide to see their other daughter again something and they're like we just didn't get along and they were like you know why did we break up and she's like i can't remember and they was Unreal. like what you ruined all these lives for one <laughs> argument this makes no sense that's what i want to know like when all the like legal stuff was happening like yeah. how what was going on that they were like we could never speak to each other or even let our daughters know that another version of them exists well because, the judge like, uh his name was solomon and he originally said, <laughs> let's cut both girls in half. And then they settled on, let's just cut the twins go, in half. And Elizabeth James, twins. just go back to England, Elizabeth, and take whatever Lindsay Lohan with you. Part, you know. I know. I know. Funny how Derek is completely silent about this Lindsay Lohan parent trap discussion. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna leave that to, to the, the white millennial people. white people. Yeah, I got it. I, I, I was one of the whitest movies one. I've ever seen. It is. I, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it, and I was like, Nah, this this ain't for me. This ain't for me. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll be that, honest. That, that, I wasn't the target market when they made this. Movie. I'll be, good. I'll be honest. Good. I felt bad. I am the target market. I felt bad for the girlfriend 
the, you know, like the new wife that was they trying did to get her dirty, dirty, right? Out in I that mean, camping trip. She could have died. Hey, that no, legit, I did, I did died. get a tickle out of that one now. <laughs> and what I was her crime? Th- what was her crime? Pretty. She was mean. She, she was, was mean fl- to those girls. She was, her life got flipped upside her. down. No, she, like, she was mean before they almost killed her. She was kind of snooty. I mean, oh, she played the snooty. typical snooty she person. She deserves to die. Yeah. But you yeah. gonna put her on an air mattress on a river? <laughs> she was fine. She was okay. She, everybody's okay. See, that's why I said this. I know I think the lizard one is worse. Putting a lizard on her, I would hate that more uh, than this. Being why stranded. I know this was I was not the target market for this audience, bro. Because I'm just like, bro. There was so many. I'm like, black parents. This wasn't gonna go like this. It was just gonna be like, look, you got a brother, and it is what it is. And oh. we not you not running off none of this, all that is it's all bad. Like you know what I'm saying. But hey, it's a dope show though. I enjoyed it. On that <laughs> note, Vanessa Hudgens, who is not in that movie, is coming up later on the show today. Uh, we also have your feedback. The question of the week this week went bananas, melted Twitter. Uh, you got to stay tuned for that. Before we move the show along, I want to thank y'all. And if you don't know, uh, tell y'all about some huge news on last Friday's show. We announced the, uh, that our, that relevance annual print edition is here and we put it up at relevancestore.com for presale. It's going to be shipping next month. Uh, right now it's on presale 20% off. Uh, and we have been overwhelmed with the response. Uh, the team seeing just how many orders are coming in every day and just the response we're getting. It's just, it's humbling and we're excited and we just want you to know about it. And if you are interested in uh, the relevant annual print edition, it's thick It's 224 pages it's on premium paper It is a premium print product that is meant for your coffee table. And it's meant for the year. It's our best long form content from the year. It's all of our A-list conversations and think pieces. It's all the best of relevant for your coffee table and a premium experience. And it's available right now for 20% off. If you go pre-order it at relevantstore.com, go check it out. Oh, and also while you're there, you might notice there's a lot of merch. There's a lot of really cool like statement tees. There is a podcast fan section. There's some, there's our faces on some pillows. I mean, there, there's just a lot of stuff. Go check out the all new relevantstore.com. All right. We're moving the show along. Up next, it's Relevant News. You're listening to ORU's own One Republic. The song is Sunshine. Um, hey, before we get oh, into... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Hold up. Did you say One Republic went to ORU? Yeah. Tedder, man. Yeah. yeah. Stop playing with me, bro. It's true. Yeah. Hey, y'all don't know this. Now, look. Now, here's... This is where I'm going to show off how the blessings of being around my fellow Caucasian brothers and sisters. Ryan Tedder is my favorite songwriter. He's yeah. he it's hit after hit he's after great. hit like, after hit. No lie. Ryan Tedder's one of my he's like now he's on my like top 
five pop songwriters, period. Hands mm-hmm. down. Is he on your Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I think so. For sure. I think so. I think he definitely got to be on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Ryan is a beast. Like, I just mm-hmm. love his his melodies and his songwriting. So I didn't know he went to ORU. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, That's ORU turns said. out beast. Turned out Jesse Carey, Cameron Strang, Ryan Tedder. I mean, come on. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm waiting on the other ones. I'm waiting on the other ones. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I went, hey, when I went, well, John Hagee they, Jr. I was thinking all the televangelist this. kids that went there. <laughs> I, I went to I went to I went to school with Benny Hinn's grandkids, a swagger uh, a grandkid. Not uh, Benny Hinn's grandkids, it was his kids. Are you sure? So oh, yeah, he's our parents' right. age. That's I don't right, know. Yeah. I don't know way, if yeah. I'm tripping for this, but did y'all see the video of the people at John Hagee Church? Yes. Screaming, let's, let's go, get, Brandon. Dude, our mm-hmm. our that we covered it uh, relevant this week. Oh, and, oh y'all covered it. Okay, oh, I yeah, did, I, it is. It's, <laughs> it blew up our site. It's crazy how bad that is. I don't is. see what the issue is. The dude from the stage is saying, "Let's go!" Like I'm like, you can like, how can you be at yeah. a church mm-hmm. saying f the president? Like, well, not I mean, not only not only that, they had Michael Flynn. Who's you know a, a disgraced former general? I say disgraced because he's literally indicted for for crimes. He was later pardoned for. But either way, you know he was advocating from you know. And, and uh, I know Tyler's coming on. And he can correct me if I'm wrong in some of these details. I may have a good knowledge that he could be listening in at this very moment. But uh, like he, but Michael Flynn from the pulpit of the same event had said you know that we need it needs to be one uh, one nation and have one religion and it's mm. like at the same event they're yelling let's go brandon we have a former we have military general advocating literally advocating for a theocracy like yeah. this is it's getting to the point where it's like okay this isn't just um you know people getting riled up about the infrastructure bill or whatever like this is you know this is an advocation for making other religions potentially illegal that so here's a question is john did john did this just get out of hand or is this a john hakey par for the course type Let's bring Tyler in and get the details. Okay, it's time for Please welcome Relevant Senior Editor Tyler Huckabee to set us straight on what happened at the atrocious thing in oh, Texas. Oh, I stole your thunder. I'm sorry, Tyler. No, I don't even know. I don't know if what he's bringing, but, it, but I know that he's an expert in what happened. So Okay, okay. I was going to bring something else, truth be told, but we... You know, the door's been kicked open and we, we did cover it so we can get into it. Should we get into the let's go, Brandon? Go. Fiasco. Go for it. Go yes. Fiasco. Let's go, uh, Tyler. So to, let's give a little context. Jesse, you were you were uh, you were correct on the broad strokes uh, of what happened. But just to set in a little more and with, with a little more context last week, uh, Cornerstone Church, that's a big church, a mega church in San Antonio. That was uh, that is pastored by John Hagee, I believe. ORU zone, John Hagee. No, well, his son, hold went, on, hold on, hold on. His son, his went, son there, went there Ooh. at the okay. same time I went there. Okay. And also, full disclosure, my parents' publishing company published a whole lot of John Hagee books. So, just FYI. So anyway, that's full, yeah. full disclosure. All cards yeah. on the table here. Yeah. Uh, but so that so so that did happen, and uh, and they and this church hosted this what's called the Reawaken America conference, and this is a traveling. conference. Conference led by this guy named Clay Clark, who has a, a podcast called The Thrive Time Show, uh, which uh, you can go listen to that if you so want to. Can't say I John recommend Hagee's, it, but 
but John Hagee's church is just the venue. Then it's not. They, they were the venue, this, so they they did bring this in. Uh, you know they they, uh, but this wasn't outreach. happening. It wasn't this a Sunday, wasn't Sunday morning, morning service. Yeah. Got you. That that's what I was right. wondering. I was like, this seems like I was I, like, because that's just odd for those things to happen. Okay, good. Um, so then, so if you go, if you go online and you may have seen some of the, some of the videos coming out from this, cause it was quite an event. Uh, this is what was being led. This didn't, this chant didn't start spontaneously. This was being led from the stage. Uh, here's just a clip of that. Okay, so the uh, so the, some of the people who are at this event, just to set a little bit of context here, you got people like Roger Stone, you got Mike Lindell, you got uh, obviously you got the My Pillow guy, uh, you got you know, he's got some, real ministry, some real ministry happening. Yeah, Alex Jones, who was just uh, who was just found to be on the hook for yeah. spreading Sandy Hook conspiracies. Alex was Jones also was at a this. Christian event. That's crazy. Yeah, Alex, he's he's very big in this in these Christian circles. He and he, uh, I believe, even prayed yeah. there. Our our uh, friend of the pod, Sean Foyt, did the music there. So it was a real who's who of, <laughs> of, uh, of all these. Uh, of all these Sean Foyt, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It was a real. <laughs> by, by the way, I just, I just pulled up, and not that this is a digression. The notable alumni. The the number of televangelists that have graduated real quick. Okay, Derek, this is going to shock you. Kenneth Copeland, uh, what? Uh, Ted Haggard, mm. uh, Ron Luce. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so uh, Ted Haggard, Ron Luce, Kenneth Copeland, Joel Osteen, what? Uh, Carl, Carlton Pearson, uh, okay. uh, Ryan Tedder. Yeah, so again, they put out their fair televangelists have come out of our I'm so glad I went to a party state school and not <laughs> So that so that's the probably the most concerning video that came out of this, although Jesse, the clip that you mentioned about Michael Flynn calling for only one religion in America, obviously also uh, extremely concerning because this is a guy yeah. who was connected to the highest echelons of the government in the previous administration and actually three previous administrations. He worked for Obama and uh, and Bush as well before all this. So it's uh, he's a, a very well-known fixture at that level. And I feel like the theocracy, I feel like the theocracy idea has been tried. I think we've tried that, haven't we? And we <laughs> moved on yeah, from that yeah. in world history. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, and I think we have covered maybe in the past here the or what let's go Brandon really means. And there's it's kind of a silly origin story, but it's essentially supposed to be a kind of a trolling faux substitute for F Joe Biden. It's a it's supposed yeah. to stand in place of that. If you're too if you're too polite to say F Joe Biden, then you say let's go Brandon. And then that's where this is coming from. Yeah. So this is getting a lot. This has really picked up a lot of attention. And some of it, people were very, very supportive. Even some Christian pastors expressed their support of this happening in the church for reasons that aren't super clear. Did get some major denunciations as well. And, and I want to yeah. commend people who who stepped out, Christian leaders who stepped out mm -hmm. to say this is wrong, because I know you can't do that without coming into significant risk of your of, of people in your congregations or sometimes even your jobs. So so that's really cool. But this mm. this uh some of these things are not going away. This far right Christian nationalism thing that we talk about a lot over the past few years, it's continuing to build and, and in some ways has become more entrenched than others. Other than ever, as you can see in this clip. It, it breeds off of the idea that we are persecuted, right? And so yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when your people aren't the ones in power, Out of power. it actually, yeah, yeah it, it strengthens. The movement strengthens. Uh, uh -huh. So it's like, I'm uh -huh. not surprised to see this, but 
you know, Christians, we need to be <laughs> very aware of what's going on. And, you know, in your, in your spheres of influence, everybody has influence, you know, be, be the voice of reason here that like, let's hold up the Bible. Let's hold up Jesus's message and compare it to what we're seeing happen. And, and basically our faith has been co-opted right now and, mm-hmm. you know, taken hostage by this political movement. And we need to stand up against this. This is wrong. Yeah. And yeah, yeah you guys, yeah. my goodness, when we reported this on the site, this week it uh it paid our it paid our bills for a little while the, it yeah. blew up and, and people were people were kind of emily i'm sure you saw some of this too but mm-hmm. people were pretty upset about it and i do want to just note this really fast i know it's difficult to talk about this without coming across as being very partisan like we're attacking republicans or we're attacking the right or conservatives all. or something like that and that's mm-hmm. just not the case here like in nope. this case yes christian nationalism is very entrenched with the far right movement this would be extremely concerning on the left and and uh, and if it was happening on the left that's where the focus would be it doesn't happen to be that way right now it may be in the future and hopefully if that ever happens you know then i would hope that us and other christian leaders would be very vocal absolutely. about the, how problematic it is there as well but yeah, absolutely I, I don't want this to sound like we think all republicans are stupid for falling for this that's not what's going on here right. we think there's a dangerous movement that is latched on to certain fringes of the conservative party that were, were are very concerning yeah this wasn't like a political oh. issue for us this was more of like this is our faith, like you said, was the being sanctuary. co-opted by something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the, the, the yeah. fact that it was yeah. in a sanctuary is like, the, come on. Sitting in, like, seeing like the church pews and people chanting yeah. that, like, yeah. it just made me want to cry because yeah. it was so disheartening. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, there's a lot more that we're covering at the site. Make sure when you're doing your daily internet browsing to check out relevantmagazine.com. Also, follow us on all the socials. We are reporting what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture every day. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned. Up next, Vanessa Hudgens joins us. listening to francis forever uh the song is certified fool francis forever a little better than uh sammy sometimes francis forever sammy sometimes yeah well today's show is brought to you by lumo uh the lumo project lumo is a stunning visual bible project that will help you see the gospel in a compelling new light have you ever wondered if the gospels talked about the big questions we face in life today things like addiction money depression doubt well they're all in there With Lumo, you can experience Jesus' teachings and story in a completely new way. Check out Lumo's free scripture videos by searching The Lumo Project at YouTube. And for other free Lumo resources, including small group studies and more, check out thelumoproject.com. Lumo, L-U-M-O, thelumoproject.com. Well, our guest today is Vanessa Hudgens, and surprise, she's joined also by Joshua Henry. Now, Vanessa is actors who you know from series like High School Musical, uh, Netflix's Princess Switch um, series, and Joshua has been in numerous Broadway musicals, including a little-known one called Hamilton, maybe? Uh, Well, today, their new movie, Tick, Tick, Boom, premieres on Netflix. We spoke with Vanessa and Joshua about what fans can expect from the film and what it was like working together. Here's our conversation with Vanessa Hudgens and Joshua Henry. Hello! Hi, welcome. I'm Jonathan Larson. I am 29 years old. 
I work at the Moondance Diner. Okay, one sec. Do we take reservations? No, we do not take... We're, we're a diner. I have an original rock musical. Hey, boy genius. That I've spent the last eight years of my life writing. He's getting out. First of all, congratulations. I really loved the movie. I wasn't sure what I'd think about it going in because I'm not necessarily a musical guy, but I had a blast with it. And you, I think you all should be really, really proud of, your, of what you did. It was really That's cool. That's a big win. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and it got me thinking, which I know is part of the point of it, uh, like how hard it can be to retain the joy and creativity when there's a lot of pressure on you and, and when we, weird stuff starts get involved. And as to artists who are involved in the creative industry, I'm wondering if that's been a personal personal struggle that you all have felt keeping the joy of, of artistry and creativity alive and how you've dealt with that in your lives. You know, I think, I think one thing that I'm, I'm very grateful for and that I realized is one of the most valuable things about keeping that creativity alive is surrounding myself with people who inspire me. Um, and this movie is exactly that, you know, rubbing shoulders with this cast and with Lynn and everyone behind the scenes. It was just so inspiring to be surrounded by a group of creatives that all have such a genuine love and respect for Jonathan Larson. I think Broadway is such a dream for so many people. And it was for me. Me too. And then you get there and you realize, wait, there are struggles here. It's yeah. eight shows a week. Yeah. You know, you have to maintain your stamina. You have to be healthy. And so each level of the dream has a, a struggle, which is different than when I just got to New York before I even had a Broadway show. So I can definitely relate to what it means. And I think we all can, at, at no matter where you are, uh, of what it means to struggle as an artist. happens and nothing changes what then jonathan maybe i'm just wasting my time do you know how many jonathan larsons there are one why should we blaze a trail whether it's redefining yourself you know on broadway or as a, a father which i am now of three kids which i i didn't see coming out of the gates and that's got its own challenge but um i think this movie shows you that no matter what area of life you go into if you have a dream and you have people that can support you in that dream uh the struggle is just a stepping stone as uh, the movie is obviously very much a portrait of a certain time in New York City, and uh, and you capture that time very very well. But I'm wondering if there is a way, or if you've considered the ways that that time, even though it feels like uh, it's from a different era, how that applies to 2021, and not just New York City, but people like me who watch it in Nashville, Tennessee, in 2021. What's universal about it? I mean, there's so many things about about this movie that is universal. While it does focus on an artistic group in the 90s in the Lower East Side, um, the question that it asks is universal. And, and that's, am I doing what I should be doing with my time? And I feel like that mindfulness is something that is is the key to to following your destiny, you know? And it's such an important question to ask yourself over and over again. So it's just, it's really special to be a part of a project that really forces an audience to do so. And to ask the question, fear or love, yeah. you know, at yeah. each moment, you know, am I doing this interview right now out of fear or love? And I'm glad to say it's out of love right now. Amen. What does it take to wake up the generation? 
be a tragedy to give up what you have. Take off and fly. Fear or love, baby, don't say the answer. Actions speak louder than that idea of, of fear, you know, the idea that like time is running out, that can inspire a lot of fear in people. If you think about that too much, you can start to get panicky. How do you choose instead to love? Like what, what can bring you to that side of it if you're wrestling with fear in your life? I think it's a practice. Mm. You have to practice seeing love around you. Yeah. Noticing, you know, the love for me, that means waking up in the morning and you know, even if I've gotten five hours of sleep because the baby been up in the morning or three hours, um, <laughs> being like I get to be a father. I get to practice my art. I get to, at the very basic level, breathe. Yeah. And so those are three loving, present thoughts that I've thought before the sun even comes up. So, you know, it's every moment or I can think the other. Otherwise, I can think, well, this sucks. Like, I haven't slept. Like, do I have enough energy? Those thoughts are all choices. Yeah. And I think what what, what Jonathan is, is proposing is that we just examine, you know, and at some points you might be like, this is out of fear. Yeah. But the examination, the noticing is what helps you to live a more fulfilled life and you know, attain whatever dream you're looking for. That was Vanessa Hudgens and Joshua Henry. Make sure to check out their new film, Tick, Tick, Boom, premieres on Netflix today. You're listening to Parcells. The song is famous, kind of like Vanessa Hudgens. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. It's 2021, which means it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. Uh, right now, Relevant Podcast listeners can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Relevant. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash Relevant. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, uh, we got asked, what was the what was the question? Because all the replies are about food. So we asked the best Thanksgiving dish, right? And then the one that maybe you'd replace, it was kind of a twofold. Because half the replies yeah. are just saying what they love, and half the replies are saying what they would replace. So maybe that was that was it. It was a long time ago. I forget what we asked. 
All right. Well, you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and other places where we posted the question. Here are some of our favorite replies. So I felt very validated because I was advocating for the introduction to pizza bagels to every table in America this year. Um, They're 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 delightful and easy to prepare. Um, Zach says, well, absolutely. Pizza bagels, because they are more tasty than turkey. I got a lot of this. I got a lot of validation out there, which felt really good. People felt like I was championing their cause. But then I got stuff like what Bethany says. Mm. Stuffing soaked in gravy. I'm prepared to street fight Jesse. Bring it, <laughs> Bethany. Bring it. She's going to throw Derek, like, what's your favorite you? Thanksgiving dish? Do you have one? You have a traditional dish to your family that you look forward to every year? You know what? It's not It's not one dish. It's a combo of dishes. It's mm. baked mac and cheese. Mm. With the uh, sweet potatoes, and we ain't putting no no doggone pecans. We know we ain't putting no raisins. We ain't putting no mush marshmallows. Right, none of that. It's just good old sweet candied yams. That's what we doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just letting you know, y'all keep your raisins. <laughs> the introduction of raisins. But you to- mix the two. Yeah. Right, and if somebody know how to make good potato salad, then you got a little potato salad. Mm. Can, can I? Can I get? I just want to give mm. a little hint to any chefs or bakers out there. If you're preparing something, be like, okay, I think I'll add the raisins. Let me say this: think don't. again, because everything's don't better just if you just hold them. You know, like, hey, chocolate well, well, chip what about raisins, oatmeal cookies. Though, I mean, without the raisins, it's kind of like just. Oh, a I'm cereal not eating bar. Yeah. cookie anyways. You, you, your mistake was when you started the oatmeal cookie, okay? People like <laughs> yes. cookies. Why don't bring oatmeal into this, okay? That's a breakfast. That's a no, health I'm thing. A, I'm an oatmeal a person. Thing. I like oatmeal. Okay. I like oh, oatmeal but, cookies. I like oatmeal. I'll put raisins in oatmeal for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Raisins. Yeah. Yeah. Brown sugar and, yeah. and raisins. That's oh, nuts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll do okay. that. No, no, but here's the thing that they, 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 you know, they're little subtle little fruit hints to nasty health stuff, right? They, they, you know, just something to change up the texture of dry oatmeal. And all uh-huh. of a sudden, you got some lunatic deciding they're going to throw raisins in the chocolate chip cookie batch for a little. No, you've ruined it. If raisins are coming in the equation, second guess everything right now. That little carrot salad, Agreed. the carrots, the minced up carrots are just fine by themselves. A little bit of Italian dressing and some diced carrots. Why'd you put raisins in there? Raisins didn't need to be near the carrots. That's all. I'm with that. I don't understand the people that put raisins in every dish. Like, because we don't need them. Raisins. The people don't even eat raisins like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. That's, yeah, I, I get really frustrated. Yeah, I've never had a dish and I was like, man, I really wish this had raisins in it. And I don't think anyone would ever say that. Oh, I hold on. Not. Raisin brand. Without the raisins, you're just eating brand. Uh, okay, look, that's raisin good. brand well, without the raisins is different. Raisin I'm not eating raisin brand in the first place. Okay, but you but you said I named a dish that is elevated by raisins. So that ain't a, that's not a dish, it's not no. That's, that's hey, it's a bowl. But of that's like what the dish is is raisin. Listen, so like I'm saying, you have a food, and then someone's like, I, "Let me add this in." As you know, like I a do green chef. I do green chef, and I do notice that a lot of their dishes, once you're done with it, they have some one of the steps. And prep was to crush up some almonds and stuff, and you're supposed to just sprinkle it on top for a little zest, a little crunch. You know what I mean? It does, it's not a main ingredient. Mm-hmm. You, so you're saying you wouldn't do that with raisins? You wouldn't? You wouldn't? Yeah, I would not crush an, up a raisin and sprinkle it on anything. It's called smush. Smush. I was going to say if you could crush a raisin, <laughs> that, that mug was expired six years ago. Like, <laughs> oh, just yeah. you know, if you could you crush a raisin, that box <laughs> open and those things. Yeah, <laughs> six yeah. years ago, it's there's it, you don't need to eat that. 
All right. Are there any more? Are there any more dishes that uh, there are? Stood are. Out I just to want, you? There are. I just want to say sorry. I've I was just typing up instructions to download a podcast for my elderly neighbor because she's the only one who cares about raisin brands these days. Raisin brand, <laughs> just take it out of the equation because no one eats that anymore. It's gross. So um, Alex Garza replaced turkey with Texas brisket, and not hmm. and said not one complaint. I am like, yo, Alex. I think that's an amazing idea. I need to I learn how too. to cook brisket. I'm not a good and, and the the photo that they posted of the slicing of the brisket just it even looks like turkey. It's perfect, but it's way better. There, there was one that concerned me, and it's from a, a, a doctor. It's Doctor Kim Mass, and she said turkey and gravy, but. She didn't say, you know, turkey, period, gravy. It's turkey and gravy. That makes me think that she, that Dr. Mass is for, is serving some sort of turkey gravy combination, which mm. I'm, I, I don't think I, I can I think support. she's talking about the turkey, she said turkey with gravy on top no, she of She said it. turkey and cranberry. She said turkey and oh, cranberry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, whoa, where do you see that at? I'm sorry. I botched that. Turkey and cranberry. Let Dude, me just start there pages that and pages oh, yeah. and pages. Yeah, I see it. Kim Mass. Turkey There's and like cranberry. There's like seven pages. Yeah. 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 yeah Dr. Kim no. Mass says turkey and cranberry, which makes me think that she's serving it together in one gross, fruity, foul like combination. Like a turduncan, but, but she's Someone creaming a cranberry up in that turkey. Yeah. It's like, I understand if you like turkey and you like gravy, but turkey and gravy? You keep going back to I'm, gravy, dude. It's cranberry. Cranberry. Good Lord. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> you try to duck hey, Dr. Kim and God ain't letting it happen. <laughs> uh, seriously, it's a Freudian empathy for Dr. Mass here. Yeah. Because turkey funny. and gravy is amazing. Right. Right. Yeah. That yeah. is true. All right. Well, there's a lot of feedback where that came from. If you want to like, if you're, if you're, you know, refining your menu and you need some inspiration of just home run dishes, according to the relevant podcast listeners, just go look at our mentions over at the relevant podcast Twitter account. There's a lot of uh, favorite dishes over there. And leave out the raisins. Yeah, no raisins. Yeah. A raisin free holiday is what we're advocating for. No, no, no chanting about Brandon and churches and no raisins for Thanksgiving. Those are our two stands in this podcast today. And that Emily loves Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Yes. Bold. Yes, absolutely. Got it. All right. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. All right. You know, we don't usually double dip on a theme, but. Jesse took a bold stand against raisins a few minutes ago. Yeah. Got me thinking, got us thinking, like, what are food items that are common and popular by all, all you know, observation, but you can't think of one dish that that should be part of? Like, the food item that you just can't stand and should be banished from shelves and just remove it from the food lexicon. It, like Jesse wants raisins gone. What's that item for you? Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcasts or wherever you see us post the question and we will read your replies on next week's show. But tell us like maybe like the why, the, the trauma yeah. story, the origin story behind why you hate that food so much as well. Uh, the trauma story. I've, I've after a humiliating incident in high school at a fancy dinner with some friends and a girl I was trying to impress. I am very anti-garnish. Story for another day, but it just doesn't belong on <laughs> wait, plates. Wait, anti-garnish? You mean like parsley? <laughs> Yes, like stuff that is on the plate what for visual reasons. Parsley, parsley yeah. was in all the dishes growing up, and where is parsley anymore? Yeah, where is yeah. parsley? I still use parsley. Supply you chain use issues. Parsley? You buy parsley yeah. and put a little sprig as a garnish? I mean, I use it in dish. I don't like garnish my meals because it's just for myself, but, but I used, use parsley. It used to be you could go to like a mid-level restaurant 
and and order like a, a, a you know like a one of those nice burgers. I'm not talking like a or yeah, even I'm a steak about, or something. They would yeah. put the little parsley and they on would the put side. like it basically a branch off a Christmas tree just l- there on the side. And if you don't know and you're uncultured, you're going to humiliate yourself just gnawing on that thing. It, it, it doesn't belong on the plate. Okay. The other thing oh, too man. is like the introduction of just random fruits. Like if I get a Chipotle meal now, there's still a little orange on the side. Like where's these coming from? When Wait. do we decide to just toss an orange into the equation? Yeah. When you, know? you get an orange with your Chipotle bowl? That's never happened to me. I what? get a little side. Maybe it's, maybe it's just with the kids meals and I end up with them, but they're it these is with little the kids meals. They put a little piece of fruit for the children. <laughs> we don't, we don't need oranges into the equation. This is burrito place. What are you talking okay? about? The happy meals at McDonald's have apple slices. What are you against get, getting the kids? Some vitamins, they don't want the kids to get fruit. They can eat fruit in a proper fruit setting, not Chipotle yeah, or All McDonald's. the kids in your town are going to have scurvy if you aren't giving them any citrus every once no, in a while. I'm with Jesse on this because I, and they're like under no circumstances, do I want an orange slice with Mexican food? Like, yeah, thank you. I don't want that. And, and I don't want McDonald's. <laughs> and like, I just don't trust them for produce. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to McDonald's for like a healthy meal. Yeah. Cohen actually said to me the other day, I, I didn't want a whole lot of food, so I bought a Happy Meal. Like, I just was like, I just want a burger and a little tiny fries. And it's cheaper to buy a Happy Meal. So I bought a Happy Meal and gave it to him. I gave him the extra stuff. And he was eating the apple slices and he goes, you know, the apple slices at McDonald's are like better than normal apple slices. And I didn't have the heart to tell him it's because they're soaked in chemicals to preserve them in those little plastic bags. <laughs> yeah. But they do taste better and he likes them. So go eat the apples yeah, and chemicals. So. All right. All right. Well, hit us up. Tell us the food that you want removed and why. Well, before we wrap it up, I want to thank Vanessa Hudgens for joining us today. Crazy. Uh, check out her new movie, Tick, Tick, Boom. It uh, debuts on Netflix today. Also, uh, remember to head over to the Relevant Store, relevantstore.com, to check out our latest merch, our annual print edition. We got sweatshirts for the cool weather. We got podcast swag, everything you want. Just check it out, relevantstore.com. Also, make sure uh, to not miss the fall digital issue of Relevant featuring Jessica Chastain, Need to Breathe, Jennifer Hudson, and so much more. It's available for free. Right now at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab and it's presented ad-free by our friends at UHSM. Also, make sure to check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk, which is presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can get every weekday or you can just check it out in the faith section at relevantmagazine.com. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Gary. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. for listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com We decided to just toss an orange into the equation. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.